Let's go. Fuck. This is the MMA Takes Podcast. With your host, Brian Petrie. Yup, yup, yup. All right. So that first half of Brian's complaints did not make the podcast. You guys are probably tired of hearing me complain anyway. So welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. Um, yeah, we're up and rolling. We're live. We're live and direct, baby. We're here. We're gonna make picks. Uh, I believe I emailed Devin, so his uh, his chalk ass should uh, should be on any seconds. We'll, we'll we'll fire him off and we'll get these picks underway. Not a great card to pick from. Tough card. You need a big brain like me to decipher some of these things. I I, I got some picks. Um, I'm gonna do my prop show tomorrow night. Tomorrow night with Tim, the champ. We're going to do a DraftKings DFS lineup thing. That's what he's into. He knows a lot about it. I'm going to let him take the lead on that. I'm just going to kind of follow his lead, and then we're going to do some props as well. We're going to do that tomorrow night, probably 9 o'clock, a little late, a little late on Friday. We'll we'll do it up. Um, but like, like I said, Devin's probably not watching right now, so I'm going to predict what he's going to pick, okay? I'm going to try to predict. And if he is watching, then maybe I'm just trying to fuck him up. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. I'm messing with his head. I think I think I think he wants to pick Burns, but he'll go Usman. I think that's what he does. Barber Grasso, he's going Grasso. He hates Barber, right? He hates anybody with a little bit of hype that has lost, that has stumbled. He's going opposite. I know that for a fact. He's going Grasso. I think he's maybe even said it to me. Maybe that's how I know. Marquez versus Patolo. He likes Patolo. I've I've seen him say a lot of things about Patolo, but I bet he goes to chalk play with Marquez. Gaslam Highness, I don't I don't really know what he's gonna go with that because he's loved Gaslam in the past and then he shitted on him. That's a tough one for me. Gaslam's a pretty big favorite. He is chalk the Hada. He'll probably go the chalk on that one. Andre Ewell versus Chris Gutierrez. Yule's the underdog. I think he's gonna make that his underdog lock. I think he likes Andre Yule a lot. Pollyanna Viana uh, Pollyanna Viana versus Mallory Martin. I don't think he's going to care too much. I think he maybe will be like, you know what? Give me the dog because it's a female fight. Um, but he could go chalky with Mallory Martin. I I, I don't know. But I'm going to say Viana to go to the underdog points. Gabe Green versus Phil Rowe. I know he loves Phil Rowe. Phil Rowe's an underdog. That actually might be his underdog lock. He's going to go Phil Rowe. I think he's going to go Phil Rowe heavy. Um, that's going to be his pick. Guarantee it. Rodolfo Vera versus Anthony Hernandez. Rivera, this should be a squash match. Hernandez doesn't belong in the UFC, and Vera is a fucking stud. Minus 430, huge favorite. Probably the biggest favorite on the card. Maybe, no, Bilal Muhammad is, but huge favorite. He's probably going to make him either his mortal lock or send him home. Guaranteed picking that. He's not touching Hernandez. Julian Robinson versus Miranda Ravrick. I, you know, I I think again, I think he'll go chalk and then he'll go Maverick on that one. Ricky Simone versus Brian Kellner. I think he hates Simone. He's talked a lot of shit about Simone. I know Tim has. Tim does not like Ricky Simone. I don't think he'll have the balls to play plus two ten on Kellner. I think he'll go the safe play there and go and, and go Simone. Bobby Green versus Jim Miller. I think he'll probably go Bobby Green. I think we all like Bobby Green. He's been these speeches have been fucking motivational. They've been great. I think he'll go Bobby Green. I don't know. May, uh, Bilal Muhammad versus Diego Lima. He'll go Bilal Muhammad. He's not touching Diego Lima, but that's what I think he's going to do. I think he's going to be torn on the main event, which I think we all are. The main event is a fucking exceptional fight. Unreal fight. I love Usman. Usman's my guy, but 
Unreal main event. I know if I had to put money on it, and again, I think this might be cheating because I do think he did tell me in, the, in our text that he was taking Grasso, but I guarantee he's taking Grasso. That you could put it to the bank he's taking her. He does not like Macy Barber. Um, yeah, that's and then and then I think he'll undoubtedly take Rodolfo Vera as some kind of to send him home to get him out of here or the Morlock. That's what that's his mo. Heavy chalk. I'm in this guy's fucking head. I'm in his head. We had a draw last time, right? And he counted as a win for him. Him and I literally picked the same amount of fights, right? Well, actually, I, I picked more fights right than him, but the way the scoring up, we draw. There was a draw. There's nothing you do. It's a tie. He counted as a win, right? Right? He counts as a win. This guy's fucking delusional. You know what I mean? This guy's got something wrong with him. He's a picker. He's not a gambler. He picks like a picker. I'm in his fucking head. I know what he's going to do. I don't know when he's going to get on here. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking just chewing time right now. Jesus. Join my milk or milk. I don't drink milk. Join my uh, Gus's Fried Chicken. Free ad. You ever been to Gus's Fried Chicken and blow your fucking dick off? So good. They should sponsor the podcast so I can say that on the podcast. Pay me money. Hey, go to Gus's Fried Chicken. They have several locations. Oh, blow your dick off. And if you're a female, blow your tits off. Boom. You're going you're gonna to sell a million dollars worth of fried chicken every night. Sign me up, Gus. Sign me up. Uh, little MMA news. Cosmat Chumaya pulled off. Pulled out Leon Edwards fight. Fucking, yeah, no shit. Hey, Chumayev. Let me tell you something. You're suspect. You're suspect, bro. All right. I had COVID. Got over it. I'm younger. Oh, I think I think you're younger than me. You're an athlete and all this stuff. Come on, dude. I'm thinking what's happening is, yeah, he might have some after effects of COVID, right? I'll smash every weekend. They smash. I think this guy probably got laid for the first time. Probably got some pussy for the first time. He wasn't fucking anything with that cleft lip, right? Now he's this huge star. He starts getting a little pussy. He's not training as much, right? His buddy Grum, who was supposed to fight my guy Don Madge, he pulled out too. Now Don Madge is fighting Nasserat. Something's fucking fishy going on. These guys are either spending money or or out there banging broads, snorting coke, they're getting hurt in training. Something's going on. I'm I'm I got my fucking ears to the streets. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be one of these little pussy Twitter guys. It's like oh you know what? It's a, the, listen. COVID is very real, right? There, it's people are losing lives. It's horrible, right? I don't need to say that, but you also don't need to get on Twitter. When you're, oh, this is such a set. No, we want to see the fucking fight. Quit making the fight. This guy just, I feel like he's pulling out of the fight. There you go. <laughs> oh, my boy, Christian, he's always on it. This this dude right here, this dude is committed. I love this guy. I got to get him on the podcast. Christian, I want you on the podcast again. Um, I want him I want him on the podcast. This guy's a, this guy's a cool, cool, cool guy. We got to get him on. He's a gambler. I love it. Ready for fucking dev. To come on so I can mop the floor with them. But I do want to mix up some of the pickums. I mean, Tim's the champ. Tim, Tim's got to stay until he loses. I don't know when he's going to fucking lose. The guy's on fucking fire. But um, yeah, I want to mix it up. I, I do have people reaching out to me wanting to get on. Christian, I don't think he's ever reached out to me wanting to come on, but he's always a supporter of the podcast. I see his his Twitter game is 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 nice, and he likes to gamble. So I need I need that guy on. I need that guy in my life. I need some more of him from the Emma Takes podcast. That's what I need. Positive energy, baby. But uh, looking up and down this card, um, there's only maybe three fights I love. 
I'm not going to probably put a ton. Like last weekend, I painted the board. I had what, 11 bets or something like that? I had a ton of bets last weekend. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I, I, I definitely am going to go heavy on one fighter, which you'll find out during the, when we actually start recording because right now I'm just treading water for Chalk Tejada to finish his dump. Um, actually, no, there might be two fighters that I'm going to go heavy on. This could be interesting. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how Devin picks. I think I already know his picks. I told you I, I, I went through. I think uh, I already think I know who he's taking, so I got to go oppo if I want to win some points, and uh, that's what I'm going to do. You know what? You know what it is? I try to sell this guy, Devin. Try selling my old laptop, right? Perfect condition. This guy's got to restart his computer like 10 times um, for the camera to work. My camera works fine. Let, let's start a GoFundMe for Devin Tejada to buy my old laptop at a beautiful price. I mean, I'm talking beautiful price. What's that dimple in my hand? You see that? I got hand dimples. How many people got hand dimples? What is that? I don't know. I don't have dimples on my face. I got fucking hand dimples. Name another person that got that. All right. All right. Treading water here. Um, yeah, but again, got live on YouTube. Yeah, this is uh this is card is 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 tough to pay 70 bucks for. Like I said. Hair is is wild. Gotta put a hat on. It's not the most comfortable with the things i had a dream i had a ponytail last night like a full-fledged steven seagal ponytail and i cut it off like at a party which i mean first off i would never have a steven seagal ponytail second off i don't go to parties anymore uh not because of COVID, because i'm a dad i have two kids but <clears throat> um i cut it off in the little party as like my party trick and like i remember my wife being like in the dream being so mad at me i woke up like that was fucking weird I look pretty badass of. I mean, if I got, if I'm gonna rock a Steven Seagal <clears throat> ponytail, I'm rocking a kimono with it, or is that what it is? Yeah, kimono, whatever he wears. That's a guy I like to fight. I would fight Steven Seagal <clears throat> for free. I really would. I'd fight him for free. I mean, you maybe maybe pay me five hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. I would smack that guy around. I know he's older, he's fat, he's tall, he's out of shape. But when I grew up, I loved action movies. I watched. Chuck, I watched Patrick Swayze, I watched John claude Van Damme, Swayze, or excuse me, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, I mean, I was, I mean, the beefier, the better, Steven Seagal, Under Siege, all that shit, just fell flat for me, the guy sucks, and then, him inserting himself into mixed martial arts, like, like, he was training Silva and all this stuff, like, the guy's a fucking clown, right, you ever seen his, like, little demonstrations when he's in Russia, and he's, like, tossing guys with these little wrist locks, you know, he's just like, yes. Yeah. And he's just like tossing guys. Fuck that guy. Fuck him and fuck Snoop Dogg. I want to, I want to snap. I could pick Snoop Dogg up like this, snap him in half. Guy's like 60 years old, malnourished. His bones are probably like chalk. And I would just pick him up and disrespect an MMA the way he does. Fuck Snoop Dogg. Fuck Steven Seagal. Uh, There's a lot of celebrities out there that think they can fight that I would love to fight. I'm getting, I'm not, you know, this is just, I'm treading water right now. I mean, I'm here to pick fights. I'm here to make money. I can't start until this fucking gobblegool, this fucking jamoke shows up here. <clears throat> I probably shouldn't have hit record until we got on because when <laughs> if people are only going to listen to this audio form, they're going to be like, what is this guy doing? Oh, well, maybe I'll edit. Maybe I'll actually edit something. I hear my baby crying in the background. Wife's been sick. Don't know what it is. Uh, 
What's the dude from work plays this weekend? What's that dude from work that? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I I don't know, Christian. I uh, I didn't see him today. Uh, we've we've uh, we've been working. Um, it's been weird with the snowstorm, so I didn't see him today. I've asked him. He hasn't he hasn't given me the pick yet, the play yet, the fucking. I'm gonna text him right now and see if he responds. <clears throat> Doing the podcast live, putting the pressure on him. What's your play for this weekend? The guy's got a hot hand. I mean, it's embarrassing. But listen, when you you, you got to go with someone's hot. As much as it much as it it, it hurts me, you got to go with someone's hot. He, I know he <clears throat> he was watching. Uh, live viewers. Okay, so we got. Do I cannot see who's watching? No, I don't think I can. <clears throat> he he usually watches on via Twitter. Hopefully, if he's on Twitter, Daniel, Danny, if you're watching, please comment in the chat. I want to know your pick this weekend. I just texted you, you fucking girl. <clears throat> Hopefully, he uh, responds back. Yeah, this guy's. Oh, what we got here? Something happened. Gilbert Burns by one million. That was my buddy Jarrett. He is not the hot hand. If you want to talk about cold hands, this is a guy who has the coldest hands in the world. This is a dude, speaking of Macy Barber, <clears throat> he gives me, we talk all week, right, about this parlay he's going to play. He's so excited. I can't remember who exactly was in it. Four fight uh, player parlay. He said, and then he just texted me by Burns by submission. Okay. Four fight parlay. And I literally, I'm going to Indiana to place the bets for him. This is before we could do mobile betting. So I had to stand in the kiosk line. I'm literally in line. And I got his guys on my phone, the text message of all four guys he wants. He then texts me, literally right before I get to the machine. Oh, add Macy Barber on there too. This was the Macy Barber, Roxanne Montefiore fight. She was plus 1,000, I think, maybe even 1,100. She provided maybe three dollars to this parlay he said add her in i want her in there and i didn't have enough time to maybe talk him out of it whatever place a bet for him it's the only fight that lost he would have won 200 something bucks i think it was a 10 dollar parlay he would have won 200 something bucks maybe 300 his biggest win ever but the macy barber fucked him right this is a guy who is the epitome the definition of a cold hand okay he has gilbert burns by submission I suggest if you're watching this or listening to this, go the opposite way. <laughs> Even though I, listen, I'm a newsman guy and Gilbert Burns is a lot better than I think people are giving him credit for. Um, and I actually, I actually think he's getting proper credit. I think that, I think everyone knows this is going to be an amazing fight. This guy's so cold, though, that this might that might be a bad bet. He's that fucking cold. But the hot hand hasn't hasn't responded yet. I'll fucking, he doesn't, he doesn't have an iPhone. He has a fucking Android like a dork. Um, I was going to call him. Oh, put him on the podcast. Call him. Call him up. I could send him a link and get him on here. He won't do it. He's got kids, though. 850. Ah, he's, I don't think, I mean, we work the same time. I hope he's not in bed already. All right, Dev. Time to shit. Get off the pot, pal. I'm going to text him. Tick, 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 tick. You are late. And we'll see what he does. Oh, I got computer problems. My screen won't come on. I broke it in half. Well, yeah, that's a problem. It's a problem.
problem, dude. I want to get these picks done. My mom went to 11 and 2 last week. She makes her picks off her ESPN pictures. Yeah. My mom is really good at picking uh, NFL. I did way worse. Yeah. She does her picks off the NFL picks off of uh, the color of the jerseys. So she's a big fan of Seahawks. She's a big fan of Carolina Panthers. Um, so she's got a hot hand as well. Yeah. Uh, it, that's the thing is like, listen, I've always said any asshole can pick a fight, but you got to do it consistently. Now, has my month of January consistent? No, it hasn't been. Has my February started off hot? No, I was I was so close last week. My slime ball was shit. My slime ball parlay went to shit right away. But I was so close. Manel Cop, Gaslam, prop bet Gaslam doesn't make weight. Um, okay, that's the that's the cold hand. The cold hand is is saying Gaslam doesn't make weight. Again, let's uh, let's not listen to the cold hand. Okay, guys, let's not listen to that guy. All right, Devin has ignored my text. I'm going to give him eight more minutes. And if he does not answer or get on, I'm going to start fucking picking. And then we're just going to have to go from there. Man with the strap in the house, Timbo. Timbo in the chat. I love it. And that guy, that guy's the hot hand. Chalk boy late, huh? Yeah, Tim, he's late, as always. Fucking computer problems. Dog problem. His dog ate a chicken bone or something. This guy's always got a fucking excuse. Pooping. Ran out of toilet paper. Had to go hike his mountains where, you know, in the town he lives in. I'm going hard on Devin tonight just because it's a competition. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fucking do this. I'm caffeined up. I'm well fed. It's 9 o'clock at night. I got an hour to my bedtime. (laughs) I'm ready to do these picks. Yeah, look at that. Tim fucking with the fire hits. Follow Bet the Best 3 on Twitter. Get them on iTunes. Get them on Spotify. Bet the Best with Timbo and the Bear. Or Tim and the Bear, excuse me. Um, Good podcast. Great podcast. Just starting out, I believe, sec two episodes in, three episodes in, I think. Um, if you like winning money, if you like um, cashing checks, here we go. So episode three just dropped today. I got to listen to that. I haven't listened to that today. <clears throat> I haven't listened to that yet. But listen, they're hot on NBA. Woo. I can't even, like, I love I love all sports. I, I keep an eye on all sports, but I can't. I can't predict the NBA. I, you could, you know, again, I'd go, I'd go with Christian's mom theory. I'd pick fucking based off uniforms. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I have no idea. NFL, I used to do good. That's what I started off really betting over-unders in NFL and fucking killing it. And then I went. What am I doing? You know MMA, and then that's what kind of started this podcast. Um, the whole thing. I went back and I I go back and I listen to the very first podcast every once in a while. So podcast one was, I mean, it was it, it was what it was, right? It was like twenty nine minutes, and then podcast two, three, and four. The microphone I had was a USB microphone, wasn't even plugged into the computer, so it was me talking, basically using the computer's microphone, and it was a fucking. It sounded like I was in a bucket, essentially. Right. So that's fun times. Those are fun times. And it, and then literally when I first started, it wasn't, I guess it was kind of gambling. Now the gambling's really shifted because gambling is, is so prevalent in today's world. Every state's going to have it. I mean, Ohio, hopefully the DeWine governor of Ohio finally said, no, 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 we're getting it because Indiana's kicking our ass. They made $250 million in the month of November. 
Michigan has it, who's in the north of us. They're kicking ass. Virginia, where my man Tim's at, they just launched. They're kind of in that Ohio Valley, so to speak. They're murdering it. And then Pennsylvania, who's on the border all the way uh, uh, eastern Ohio, they're killing it. Like, West Virginia has it too. We border West Virginia. The only border state that doesn't have it for us is Kentucky, and they're a fucking, fucking bunch of bozos. They have horse racing. My wife's from Kentucky. I mean, I, I you know, goddamn hillbillies over there. They got to get the sports gambling in. Uh, and Ohio just dropped the ball. They just dropped the ball big time. I can't wait. <clears throat> What's going to happen is, is when I can bet from my house, I'm either going to own multiple houses or own zero houses. Cause I'll be, no, 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 no. Bet responsibly, <clears throat> bet responsibly guys. Okay. Follow my picks. Okay. And we'll, and we'll, we'll bet responsibly. Got some Texas here. Let's see if it's from old chalky. Tech issues. I won't pick up my camera. I'm going to try again. Dev, buy my computer, bud. Let's go fund me this guy. I'm telling you, a couple hundred bucks. You'll get a brand new computer. This will never happen again. I mean, it also probably does. It probably hurts that he's got fucking rocks for brains. If Jim Miller has a good first round hammer, Bobby Green live. That's Christian's play. Christian's free advice. He's giving out free picks. The cold hand. The cold hand at work, slime ball parlay, trademarked, trademark cold hand. Yeah, I'm going to fucking sue you. Ricky Simone, Bilal Muhammad, Bobby King Green is a slime ball parlay. You know what, cold hand? I don't hate it. I don't hate it. A lot of people like, um, a lot of people that like uh, Brian Kellner. He's a fun follow on Twitter. He's really active as of late, but listen, Ricky Simone, I think is a beast. Tim doesn't think he's a beast. Hammer Tim in the chat and say, yo, champ, what's up with Simone? Timbo, are you taking Simone? <laughs> yeah, Dev, Dev's got that, yeah, 2005 fucking MacBook edition. Yeah, he does, and it's riddled with animal porn. That's why it won't fucking turn on. I don't hate it, but I can see Jim Lynn catching him in a choke. Okay, so a little extension. Jim Miller, nice size underdog here. Bobby Green. More athletic, I think, probably a little more in the prime of his career than Miller. But listen, that number next to Miller is enticing. Timbo, what do you think about uh, Brian Kellner over Simone? You have said some very unnice things about Ricky Simone in the past. Simone will win the decision. I'll prop that. Look at that. That's the champ right there. Champ giving out free picks. He's not even involved in the thing. Um, I love it. Again, he's got three minutes, and I'm starting, boys. I'm listen. I can only. I've been treading water for 22 minutes. Okay, I'm a great fucking swimmer, but we got to get these picks on. We got to do it. Here we go. Here he is, dude. It's always something. I hear you, crystal clear, buddy. I've been treading water for 20 minutes. You jumped in early, so we're we're jump we're jumping in even early, right into the card. First fight of the night. Gillian Robertson, nine and five. She is a plus one twenty two underdog fighting Miranda Maverick. VA Timbo, stand up. Miranda Maverick, uh, minus one fifty favorite. She is uh, eight and two. Dev, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, you know, I'll go first. I have no problem with that. Go for it, pal. I'll take it. Um, so. Uh, um, what are the what's the line on that? You didn't give me a line. Yeah, I did give you a line, you son of what a bitch. It? Plus one twenty two, Jillian Roberts is the underdog, plus one twenty two. Miranda Mavic is a minus one fifty favorite. 
So, so um, Mavi coming in a favorite here over Jillian Gillian Roberts. Roberts, is, excuse me. This is the problem with Jillian Roberts. Tell if me. she if she can't if she can't force the grappling on you and if it's if it's like she's she's a one-way street type of fighter. If she doesn't get what she wants, even off of her back, like we saw in her we saw in her last fight off of her back, she was not successful in the grappling. Um she's a halfway decent jiu-jitsu player. She's not a good striker. She doesn't like to be pressured. Um I think Miranda Maverick can stay in her face, um, put pressure on her, and kind of do what Macy Barber did to her, just make her melt. I really think Miranda Maverick has clean, clean striking. She's got good Muay Thai, good elbows. You know, her last fight, her her last fight, she she put a crazy gash on her opponent, and I just think she can do the same thing to Jillian Roberts. I don't think Jillian Roberts is good enough on the ground to, to employ that to employ that crazy, crazy pressure and, and, you know, just human blanket her. I don't think she can do that. I just don't think she's good enough to do it. I don't think she's athletic enough. I don't think she has the, the fast blast double takedown to do so. Um, Jillian Roberts has been kind of a bust in the UFC. I think um, I really do think Miranda Mavericks something I'm surprised by the line though, because this is Miranda, Miranda Mavericks second fight in the UFC. So I'm, I'm excited that they do have her as a favorite because that means that, you know, we aren't the only ones I think highly of her. I have a feeling you're you're probably on the same thing I'm on. I have yeah. a feeling you're going to also yeah. take her. Yeah. I, I'm going to take Miranda Mavic. I also think the finish is in play here. I think uh, Jillian Robinson is a tough, durable girl. She's coming off a loss. She got beat up on the ground pretty bad. But Miranda Maverick, I think, is a different beast. I think uh, Jillian Robinson gets hit a lot. I think her only way to win a submission on the ground, I don't see that happening. I see her, as tough as she is and as multiple losses she has, she's not, uh, doesn't get finished a lot. But I do like Miranda Maverick at minus 150. I'm glad she's a favorite here. I also like the prop, the finish, which I have right in front of me. Um, which I like it two ways. I might double chance it, but the method of victory, Maverick by KO is a plus 500, and Maverick by points is a plus 150. I like both those. I don't think she'll submit Jillian Robinson, but I like both those props as well. All right, next fight of the night. Uh, we got Gabe Green, 9-3, and three, versus Phil Rowe, 7-2. and two. Um, Phil Rowe is a plus 124 underdog, and Gabe Green is a minus 152 favorite. That surprised me a little bit. Gabe Green is a solid, solid fighter. He's tough. Phil Rowe coming off the contender series. Trains at a good camp. Uh, making his UFC debut. Uh, he's been hurt a lot. I know I before you got on, you're gonna have to listen back to the podcast, Devin. I predicted every single guy who you're gonna pick. So I know you're going Phil Rowe. So I'm going Phil Rowe. Um, as the underdog play, I was surprised he was the underdog. I get it. He's making his UFC debut. Gabe Green's a tough, durable guy, didn't get finished, has a stone head. But he doesn't really do anything that overwhelms me. Like, he's a pretty good grappler. He can probably take Phil Rowe down, but Phil Rowe is long, lanky. I feel like he knows that's coming. I think he's going to be able to uh, keep, if he goes to the ground, work his way back up. He's got good submissions. He's got long legs, probably some good triangles, good arm bars, work his way back up and, and, and really piece him up on the feet. I think he has a reach advantage and, and, and is just, I think he's going to go out there and make a statement. Um, so that's my pick. I'm going to go Phil Rowe plus 124. Dev, who you got? I already know who you got, dude. I'm in your fucking head. I know. Tell me. Yeah, you know, the the win against the Shabazian brother in Contender Series was a little bit sketchy for Phil Rowe because he got worked real bad in that first round. He had the pressure put on him. 
he got beat up pretty bad. He, you know, I think he was down two rounds before he came out and got that finish there in the third. Yeah, it's a three round fight, baby. It's a three round fight. You know, but it his defense worries me. He's got he's got good boxing. He's got crisp striking. He throws a lot of straight punches. Um, he's he's pretty durable, as we saw from the Shabazian brother. He he was able to take that punishment. Um, I'm gonna go Phil Rowe because oh, I don't think Gabe man. Green. I don't think Gabe Green is is very technically sound. I think Gabe Green gets hit a lot. I think Gabe Green is really really tough, and he can stay in Phil Rowe's face. And if he can do what the Shabazian brother did for two rounds and not get finished, he wins the fight, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he can get two 10-9s, you know, and, and, and then lose a 10-9, he still wins the fight. Um, I just think Phil Rowe comes from a better camp. He's got great training partners. I know he's he's with Jacare and them all the time. Um, his body type worries me because guys like that tend to have a lot of injuries, he already has. He's pulled out of like fucking every fight, like broken toes and shit like that. You know, guys. Um, and this is not a jab at Sean O'Malley, but he's just the first person that comes to my head. Guys like it. him with that body. Don't type, do it. They they get injured a lot. They get hurt a lot. Um, and it's it worries me, especially him like pulling out for a broken toe and shit like that. So I hope he's got it all together. I hope he's you know put everything together and. He's yeah, they ha- they actually both fought Leon Shabazi and both have a win over him. Gabe Green knocked him out back in 2017 in the round one, and obviously Phil Rowe did on the contenders on uh, round three. Uh, Gabe Green has lost to Jalen Turner by knockout. That's another long rangey striker. He got knocked out by uh, Randon Abafa, who I do not know. That was in the first round as well. And then his loss in the UFC was to Daniel Rodriguez, who's another tall. He's six one ish. Uh, striker as well. So I like where Phil Rowe's out here. I like that he's a dog here. Gabe Green is tough. He's pretty durable. Um, but I see Phil Rowe uh, uh, taking this fight over. And, and we're both on we're both on Rowe there. All right, next up, you got Ricky Simone, 17 and 3. He is a minus 265 favorite. He is fighting Brian Kellenher. Keller who? Kellenher. 22 and 11 plus 210. This fight is at 145. Brian Kellenher has been bragging all week that he's in the best physical shape of his life because he has not had to cut weight. Dev, this is your lead here. You like Simona counting her, bud. You taking a shot at dog? You going dog chasing here or what? For whatever reason, I just don't like Ricky Simone. There's just something about him I don't like. I think Tim's on the same shit. Yeah, we Tim just don't like, like that, dude. Tim not like him. Um, but do you like him? Yes, I do like him. Do you? I, yeah. You, like and, him. you and Tim both. I mean, he's not like my guy, but I do like yeah. him. You and Tim both. Tim has said some very mean things about Simone. He's probably blocked by him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tim's blocked by half the UFC roster. That's that's for sure. He, he you know, I want to see. I want to see him. I've, I've never seen any of his Instagram or Twitter battles with them, but oh, I, I I've seen the comments. I, I haven't seen him get blocked recently. I don't pay that close attention, but his comments are. are I mean, he goes after Shop quite a bit um, over some stuff, which is pretty funny. But yeah, his. I mean, Tim. Tim. Tim's a champ. You know, Tim can do whatever he wants. Fucking savage. You know, the, the nights, his, his gambling nights, you know, who knows what he's got yeah. going on. <laughs> he knows what to do. It's getting savage. Who you um, got, man? Dog or so what? I think that um, Ricky Simone is a – he's got a good gas tank. We've gone over this with him before. He's fought recently. He's got a good gas tank, got a good motor, decent striking, decent power, good top control game. Um, Kelleher probably has – top four deadliest guillotines in the UFC. Pretty nasty. Like when you shoot 
on him. If you shoot a blast double, or even you go for like a high crotch, he's he's gonna he snatches that neck. He's fucking good at it. He is. Um, he's a small one thirty fiver already. He doesn't have. He's not the biggest dude for thirty five. Um, I don't love that this fight is at forty five because I don't think that favors him. I think this fight being at thirty five favors him. I think Ricky Simone has to cut more weight to make thirty five. Um, Brian Kelleher has good striking. You know he's he's got finishes on his record. He's he's coming off a recent finish. Um, I just don't. I think his way to win this fight is to snatch that guillotine when Ricky Simone shoots a takedown, and I just don't think I don't like I don't like the <sighs> odds, of it. I, dude. Um, you're gonna regret passing that, I guarantee it. Because if Kellen her wins, you're gonna I'm gonna like, kill myself. I fucking told you. And I'm like, like well, take the bat, dude. Nuts What's on the table. What's the line? What's the it's, line? It's uh, minus two sixty five. So nice little, almost three to one. Kellner's plus two ten. So if it's if it's plus three hundred or more, whoever picks him on loses a point. Huh? Right. What? If it's plus, you said three to one odds. So if it's no, if no, it's not three to one yet. Almost minus, three to one. Minus, so if it's minus three hundred, then he would we would lose a point. Say only if you make him your mortal lock. If you just pick it, if you just pick a chalky player, that's fine. But if you make them your mortal lock, then you'll lose a point. This is it's tough for me because I, I it's like one of those things where I want to will into existence. Um, I gotta go with, I gotta go with Simone. I don't like it, but I gotta do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm all over Simone on this. I, I this is a fight that's been made multiple times. I think Kellner, you're right. I mean, Kellner's got a he's got decent boxing, but he got he got outboxed by Cody Stamen. That I mean, and uh, Simone walked through that dude he fought last time, who was. Uh, that you know, European guy that came over kind of on short notice, walk through kick, him, right? A kickboxer. Yeah, Simone is is a beefy, strong dude, uh, and he's going to do what he wants with Kellen. I think Kellen, her stand up in boxing is decent. I think Simone's better everywhere, better cardio. He does have to watch his neck. That's the thing. If, if, if Kellen gets that neck, it's a fucking wrap. Uh, I don't see him getting the neck, though. So I'm going to go Simone as well. Uh, sorry, Kellner. It, it is what it is. All right, next fight. Good fight. Andre Yule, 17 and 6. He is a plus 124 underdog. He's fighting Chris Gutierrez on short notice here. 15, 3, and 2. He is a minus 152 favorite. Uh, I take the lead here. Andre Yule tested positive for COVID. And unlike your boy Chemayev, two weeks later, he's fighting because uh, he's not a little bitch like Cosmot. Um, but Andre, you'll be an underdog here. Surprised me. Chris Gutierrez is a guy who has a lot of fights, decent wins, has fought a lot of good people, and maybe I'm just underestimating him. He had a draw with Cody Durden. He looked fantastic against Vince Morales. And then uh, the rest of his fights in UFC aren't really, to me, all that impressive. He lost to Hani Barcelos way back in 2018. But other than that, I'm not really blown away by this guy. Andre Yu, I think he came out his last time out, and he looked really good. New haircut, new tattoos. Uh, Rivera beat him by a split decision, which I didn't think was a split decision. I think he won that fight cleanly. His striking looked on point. Um, the biggest knock on Yule was he's hittable, and he can get taken down. Gutierrez, I don't think he's going to take him down. He's going to try to chop out those legs, and, and it's going to be a stand-up fight. I like Andre Yule here at the plus number. I like plus 124 Andre Yule. I think this is should be a dead pick em fight, if I'm being honest with you, and, and I think that's going to move that way once we get closer to Saturday. But I like Andre Yule at plus money against a guy who I think is really unproven against anybody uh, in the UFC, Andre Yule has fought way better names, and uh, Chris Gutierrez, good camp, good striking, good leg kicks, all that. Um, I just think it's Andre Yule's fight to lose here, and a uh, little surprised at the number, so I'm going to take plus 124. Andre Yule, take it to the bank. Dev, Dev. Yeah, that's a good 
I'm su- I was surprised when I saw the line too. I don't really understand why Yule is a dog um, because he definitely has more of a name than Gutierrez. Um, I think that it's it's a tough fight to pick. I, I really do feel like it should be pick them odds. It should be a dead even fight. I, I, like I was just saying, I'm surprised Yule's the underdog. Yule is hittable, but he has good striking. Like he's he's you know he's pretty technical. He's not really 100% defensively sound. And he's he gets taken down a lot. I don't think Gutierrez is gonna take him down. Um, Gutierrez does have a lot of finishes. He's got leg kick finishes. Um, he knocked out Jimmy Flick. Jimmy Flick's kind of chinny, but he's still good. You know, J- Jimmy Flick. Jimmy Flick's a he, you know basically got one of the submissions of the year in 2020. He's he's a good fighter. Um, and even though he is fighting down a weight class at 125, um, I I don't love the number. But um, since it's you're going Yule, I'm going to go with Gutierrez to just be able to maybe squeeze out a decision and outstrike him. Um, I like the underdog play for Yule. I think if you're a betting man, that that I'm only picking Gutierrez, you know, for our for the game we're playing against each other, just so we can split. Because if we pick everything the same, then right. I think that I think though a really good <laughs> I think a really good bet here as well. Let me look it up. Is um, even though Gutierrez does have a finish over Rince Morales with leg kicks, I don't see that happening here. Andre has some decent power, but he's not, I mean, he's not knocking fucking dudes out. He's right, not right? flatlining dudes, but yeah, he can so put I think goes to the distance. Uh, we don't, so total rounds over two and a half is a minus 250 under one. So your best bet is just to take Yule straight up. They don't have a full list of props on that fight because it just got made like Sunday. Um, so the props haven't been fully listed on that fight yet, but I like the fight to go to the distance. Um, you can parlay that with another prop, but yeah, uh, I like that you went opposite playing the game because I do think this fight is a pick em fight. I think it's it's close, but when you're going to give me a plus number on Yule, I'm I'm going to take, take it. Him. Right. Yeah, you have. All to. right, next up, next fight. <clears throat> Let's kind of speed through this fight because these chicks. Who cares, right? Pollyanna Viana, who's 11 and 4. She is a plus 128 underdog. She's fighting Mallory Martin, who is 7 and 3, minus 158 favorite. Mallory Martin is the better half of Deron Wynn. Uh, Pollyanna, yeah, she's dating Deron Wynn. I don't know if they're married, but they've been together. I don't Um, know if they're together anymore. Yeah, because he just, just, on Twitter, no, he just on Twitter called out Tim Welch for Tim Welch said he wanted the banger. O'Malley's coach. Oh God! Yeah, Duran just called him out. Hold on, let's see. He doesn't tweet that much, so it should be. Um, I would pay to see that fight. What Tim Welch and Duran? Yes. Hey, Tim Welch, I don't know what type of weird shit y'all got going on over there, but I'm going to slap the fuck out of you when I see you next. Keep my girl's name out of your mouth. I'm not that guy. This will be the only time we discuss this. You understand? And Tim Welch responded, um, was more of a compliment anyways. I'm not the only person who thinks Mallory's cute, but yes, I understand she is taken. Fuck. So he said something on the podcast where he wanted to fuck her or something like that. Anyway. Don't uh, say shit like that. Nah, don't, nah, don't be shouldn't. saying shit like that unless you're gonna throw it down, dude. Otherwise, I'm. I don't know shit. whose turn it is, but I'm gonna go. I'm unimpressed with with either of these chicks. Uh, Pollyanna is coming off a nice arm or arm bar or leg bar. I uh, can't remember. Either way, she's the underdog. I'm taking Pollyanna. That's it. That's my breakdown of this fight. It's like both of them. Pollyanna Viana is supposed to be like a great grappler, but then like supposedly whatever organization she won those championships in are like some bogus ass fucking organizations. I heard that come out. Mallory Martin was on, uh, was on some podcast. I think it was, um, 
think it was on MMA fighting. I was listening to a couple months ago after her, after she beat Hannah Cyphers, which is a big fucking deal saying that she was like, went through some shit, but she was like super, you know, vague about it. And I was like, and I didn't see any posts with her and Ron when I was like, did he beat her up or something weird? Cause she said she went through like some really bad shit. That's um, I know it's just weird. Um, I think Mallory Martin likes to grapple. I think Pollyanna Viana can, keep it on the feet or take her down because Pollyanna is supposedly a BJJ black belt um, with some sort of championships. Um, I just don't like either one of them. Um, what's the number for Pollyanna plus plus one twenty eight and Martin a minus one fifty eight. Kind of like right where it should be. Um, I'll play Pollyanna too, because I, I don't, I like Mallory Martin less. Copy my characters. <laughs> following my coattails. All right. Next up. Uh, Diego Lima, 15 and 7. He is a plus 330 underdog, biggest underdog on the card. He is fighting Bilal Muhammad, 17 and 3, minus 450 favorite. Um, Dev, you go first here. This is kind of a cool, cool according to according to Vegas, this is a squash match. Um, Bilal Muhammad, yeah, I'm going Bilal Muhammad as well. I hate the number. I'm not gonna touch this fight. Listen, Diego Lima is a guy that has surprised people. He's made it to the ultimate fighter twice. Um, this is a guy who I think is uh, his brother's amazing, and he's in his brother's shadow. Bilal Muhammad's a guy who's been caught before. He's been knocked out before. He's been touched before, but has a little bit of a name right now. Like he's He's got a great record. He's got some really good wins. He can strike. He can grapple. I hope he comes out and wants to grapple in this fight. I don't love his boxing uh, to the extent where I think he needs to come out and box a guy like this. Um, yeah, so Bilal Muhammad, I, I, I don't understand why he's that high. The highest on the card at minus four fifty. It's the uh, name, dude. It's his name, like, and I don't really know why he has not a name that great of a name. If you, I mean, yeah, I, he's just popular within the MMA. Yeah, I, it's it's a weird spot. I, I wrote weird, down right? hate it. I'm I'm definitely not going to touch this. I'm not going to parlay it. Um, I just it, it, it scares me a little bit because Diego has surprised in the past. I do think he has some good power because he has slapped some dudes, and and uh, Bilal Muhammad has been caught in the past, but. 450 Even the last fight, he got touched up. 450 today. scares me, dude. It scares me off. I, I'm not going to touch that, but we both are on the heavy chalk there. Next yeah. up, Rodolfo Vieira, another chalky fight. 7-0. He's a minus 430 favorite. He is finding Anthony Hernandez. 7-2, plus 320. I'll go first here, and I'm taking the Fuck. fucking Vera. Come on, dude. <laughs> I'm not. Anthony Hernandez does not belong in the OC. Vieira is a guy who I, I do not think is a complete martial artist. I think his striking is very rough. I think his body is just like ripped up. I think he's incredibly strong. His jiu-jitsu is some of the best ever in MMA. He's one of the most decorated jiu-jitsu practices in the world. He had a huge cut his last time out, and probably with a fight would have got stopped if he didn't submit the guy and finish him. So he's got heart. He's got some toughness in him. Anthony Hernandez is a guy who faces enough as a striker, right, but has some submissions on the ground. He can't get the – I mean, if he goes to the ground, he's fucking dead. I think this is going to be a squash match. Uh, Rodolfo Barrow. Now, that's a guy at 430. We were just talking about Bilal Muhammad being unplayable for me at minus 450. I think he's playable at 430. And a parlay. I mean, if you got a bankroll, fucking go straight up. But – I, I like that. I like this spot. I think Anthony Hernandez is as bad as I think he's worse than people expect him to be. Let me just put it that way. He's worse. Like people are like, ah, oh, you know, he's yeah. No, he's worse. So, Dad, who you got? Go Hernandez. I dare you. Fucking yeah. dare you. It's gonna. It's like, I. You know what I think this fight will look like? The Aljamain Sterling Cody Sandhagen fight. 
Corey yes. hanging? I said Cody. Is it Cody or Corey? Corey. I always think it's Cody, but I'm pretty sure it's Corey. Corey. Yeah, it's Corey. Um, I think he's just going to fucking walk him down, take him down, and submit him yeah. fast. I yeah. think that Alvavira is tough as shit. And he knows he's that type of guy <clears throat> where he can trust his BJJ so much, just like his last fight. He had a mm-hmm. giant gash, like a six-inch gash on his forehead. And he had the mental to know, okay, this is a bad cut. Number one, if I'm grappling, my face is not as visible, so the refs can't call it. So, so you know, the so nobody can fucking stop this fight. They can't call a doctor in here, you know, and let this and let this not go to like. But let me do what I got to do to fucking finish. He knew right. he had, he had the you know he had the mind frame to go in there and just say, I need to, I need to take this dude out. He's got dangerous, dangerous submissions. Like you said, he is one of the most decorated BJJ practitioners. Not even just in the UFC and all MMA. Yeah, um, he's a fucking and, real deal, dude. And you don't see a lot of BJJ practitioners like his body frame, just fucking jacked. He's like he's shred. to the gills. Like you saw to go knock on his door because this yeah. dude might break it down. He's he's not passing that smell test that Novinsky used to talk about. That there's no fucking way this dude's jacked. Yeah, uh, the prop for him to finish, or excuse me, prop for him to win by submission is minus one ninety. That's tempting there. That's 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 not as high as I thought it was. And then if for whatever reason Hernandez can withstand this, uh, Rivero by points is plus six hundred. I don't think uh, Rivero by KO is eleven hundred. I don't see that happening. Uh, Crazier things have happened because he is a big dude. He probably can. I mean, in in Hernandez has been knocked out before, but uh, Rivero by submission I think is is a prop that you gotta kind of play. I know it's the most square pick in the world. And it's the most obvious pick, and everyone's gonna be given an out. But I think there's a reason for that because he's that fucking good, right? It's like when Francis Ngannou fights; like you're gonna bet the prop he's gonna knock somebody out. Like this is kind of the same thing. All right, let's move on to the main card. I believe are we main card in it yet? Or no, one more prelim. Oh no, main card. Excuse me. Julian Marquez seven and two minus two. Oh, excuse me, minus one seventy six. Uh, favorite fighting, uh, fuck, I'm all mixed up here. Fighting Maki Patolo, 13 and 7, plus one, fuck, again, I lost it, plus 142. My card's different than topology. I'm getting a little mixed up here. All right, I'll break this one down first. Listen, Marquez is a guy, he was the guy that was supposed to be the star from the contender series. It wasn't, I mean, O'Malley became the star, but he was the guy that knocked out Phil Rowe in a fucking absolute banger. This Phil Hall, excuse me. uh, This absolute banger, hairy guy, chin of steel, and he was supposed to be the next fucking I'm going to knock you out guy. Um, Injuries plagued him, and and then he fought in the UFC, and he he fucking lost the decision to to Chikyo, and and, and, he owns a, a Top Golf, and he has a podcast with a porn star, so I don't know how big his fighting uh, desire is. However, I think he's a legit dude. I think he has good power. He's a little slow. He's big for 185. Uh, he has a good chin. I don't see Patolo putting him out. Patolo undersized for 185, has big legs, good boxing. It's kind of a rough stretch. He's fought some really good guys as late. He got choked out by Darren Stewart. And then who, who did he just drop a decision to? He dropped a decision to blah, 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 blah. Impa Kasanana. Yeah, he dropped a decision to Impa Kasanana, which was a good fight. Another solid 185-er. I see this fight happening a lot like the Impa fight. I see uh, Marquez putting a nice little pace on him, being a little too big, a little too size for him, and, and, and boxing him up a little bit. I think it's going to be a really good fight. I actually like Patolo at plus odds. Um, I don't have the best pulse of this fight. This is a fight that was hard for me to pick for whatever reason, uh, just probably because we haven't seen a ton of Marquez. But I do know he's a big, powerful guy. I do know Patolo um, has a good boxing himself, but has faded in fights and, and kind of wilts to some pressure sometimes. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Marquez for that reason. 
I'm going to go uh, Marquez at minus 176. I don't know if I'm going to play it, though, um, because I'm a little uneasy about it. I don't have a good pulse for it. Dev? This is a weird fight because it's like, do you go with the guy that has shown, you know, little glimpses of being really talented but still dropping fights or a guy that just hasn't fought? Um, I Like you said, I'm concerned with Marquez's, you know, want to fight and his need to fight. Like if he owns a top golf, he has a podcast with Kendra Lust. I think like he's, he's got, I think he's like a partner. I don't know if he owns it outright, but he's definitely like a partner in Vegas Top Golf. And then yeah, he has the uh, the podcast with uh, what's her name, Kendra something. I don't know her work. I don't, I'm I'm, uh, I'm not familiar. Yeah. This with guy's her. pretending to not know who she. Oh is. yeah, whatever her name, Kendra Lust. I think I don't know. I Check don't his know. history. Yeah, because <laughs> he's deleting his history right now. Right now, currently. Um, Mackie Patolo, I think. He probably has the potential to be a better fighter than Juan Marquez, um, Julian Marquez. Sorry, I think he's got the potential to be a better fighter. I think he's got faster hands, and I think he's a better combination puncher. But what worries me is Marquez's power, his durability, and his will to stick in someone's face. I think he's slow footed. I think Maki Patolo is the better boxer. Um, like, I'm sure if they were sparring boxing, Maki Patola would get the better of the exchanges. He's, But I just don't – I think when push comes to sub, shove, Marquez can get in there, make it dirty, and potentially finish Patolo. I think Patolo doesn't love to be pressured. I think when he's got his back against the cage, he doesn't look great. When he's got his opponents shelled up, he loves to go to the body. He changes up his hand speed. He, he switches up power. It's it's really it's really nice to watch like his his finish on the contender series like watching that finish on the contender series and then watching his fight with Embakasanganai it's just kind of like you know where is his head at I feel like his head is a big big factor with with how he shows up because I do think he has the capability to be good yeah um, he no he's he's, not. he's he's yeah he's his boxing great he does he just folded under the pressure the input input just did not take a step back if you watch that fight I just rewatched it recently. Maki was landing beautiful body shots. They were doing great exchanges. He was landing clean shots on Impa, and Impa just, was just a machine. was just landing clean shots back and just kept walking forward, and that's distracting to a young fighter who's like, wait, these usually put people down. Like, why isn't this guy fucking going down? If he – there's – and, you know, um, you come from a boxing background, so there's certain things that you can yeah, do. Yeah. Even, even to not allow yourself to get walked down like that, um, there's certain things you can do, like just – Depending on your footwork and circling out, you can switch your you can switch the angle on a pressuring fighter and you know discontinue that right away without having to hurt them and earn their respect. So there's little things, there's little intricacies that I mean that's just with a lot of MMA fighters. They they train so many different things, they don't have the time to just work on 100 percent footwork and 100 percent striking. Give me your you pick. Know, Give me your pick. I I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Marquez though. Oh, um, I thought you were going Patolo, dude. I would like to see Patolo win this fight because pick I think him. he needs pick him, he needs to, he needs to win it more. Yeah, hundred percent. His back's don't. against the wall for sure. I think I think we'll get cut. Uh, I mean, he's an exciting kid, but I think if he loses this in in an unimpressive fashion, I think he gets cut. I mean, they just cut. They just cut. Sarah I mean, yo, Myers. you got you got choked out by Darian Stewart. Like that's Darian not Stewart's, a good look. Darian Stewart's pretty good. Yeah, not a not a choking good. dudes though. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's tough. It's just tough. I just think he's got. I think, I think he's got to get out of his own head. I think he knows his back's against the wall. And if he really comes and shows out, 
Um, I think I think he can win the fight, but I just think Marquez hits too hard and he's too tough. Like if if Phil Hawes couldn't blast him and put him out of there, right? Like, I don't yeah, and he old. and he got hit by Phil Hawes big time. That was a fun fight. All right, next up, Bobby King Green, twenty seven, eleven, and one. He is a minus two. Was it eighty? 280 something, 280 maybe, 280 uh, favorite versus Jim Miller, 37, or excuse me, 32 and 15 plus 220 underdog. Devin, who do you like in this fight? This fight got to put together in the past week, week and a half maybe. Um, Let me see, let me read those lines again because I I couldn't read my handwriting. Yeah, so Bobby Green is a minus 280 favorite. It's it's like all over. It's, I don't like the line. I don't think that that line should be where it is. Um, I think Jim Miller is, they both have fought the who's who's, you know, been around um, for a while they, it's Bobby Green's retired and come back and he's, he's looked really good as of late. He's got good. He's got really good striking. Um, kind of almost Anderson Silva esque. Like there's, who? Glimpse, there's glimpses of it. Um, what are you talking about? Shots. Um, Bobby Green, Bobby Green. Anderson. No, dude, take that back. I'm not, not even close. He's not. He's not. Bobby Green doesn't knock anybody out. Pillow hands. Yeah. Just he doesn't hit very hard. He's pretty technical. He 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 he's got good timing with the striking. He's got good takedown defense. I think he gives up too many close decisions. I think that's mm-hmm. his biggest fucking problem. Sure his does. Biggest problem is he he just ha- he gives up way too many close fights. Like the Clay Guida fight, that a lot of people thought Guida won that fight. I personally didn't, but um, there's just a lot of close fights that it's hard to, it's it's hard to say who won the fight. Um, there you you won a bunch of money off of fucking what's his name that I Tiago Moises plus eight fifty yeah. by decision, baby. I don't think Moises won that fight. I like, do. I actually do, and I'm biased because I want I want Keish, but I I do. I think Bobby Green just doesn't do enough it's for me. Too clo- it's it's like he's not an and he's got all the talent in the world sure. to fucking do it. Like if he just said, fuck it, I'm gonna let my hands go and rely on my takedown defense, and maybe I'll get take down, taken down, but I'll get back up and I'm gonna let my fucking hands go. Because if he lets his fucking hands go on Jim Miller, Jim Miller gets touched a lot. Mm-hmm. Um you're gonna play Jim Miller because you've said it already, and I think it's a smart play. Um, I think Jim Miller's got good enough grappling and he's tough enough to get in there. And and you know, and he likes to throw he's got good kicks, Jim Miller's got good striking. Jim Miller's tougher than shit. He doesn't have Lyme disease. He's got his Lyme disease under control. Um, I just like Bobby Green. You, you have Lyme disease, don't you? You live in the woods. Do you have <laughs> Dude, Lyme disease? Thought, no, my girl thought she had Lyme disease. What is it? You get bit by a tick, right? Is that what it is? There's no ticks with Lyme disease in the Pacific Northwest. But does that, that's how you get Lyme that's disease, That's how right? you get it, though. Yeah, it's, okay. from a, it's like from a certain deer tick that oh, okay. they don't have them here, but like um, in the Midwest and then, and then down south, they have that shit. No, well, he's he's from Jersey. Yeah. They have him in Jersey. They have him East Coast. I'm not. All right, who you, pick, who you pick? Well, let's not talk about Lyme disease. Who you pick? What the fuck we talk? This is what the tick doctor told my. Sorry, who are you picking, bro? <laughs> I'm going Bobby Green. You're going right. Jim Miller. When did I tell you I was going Jim Miller? When did you? When I? When did I say that? Like when this fight first. Got yeah, out. I'm going Jim Miller, motherfucker. Plus two twenty. Yes. Listen, Bobby Green. You hit the nail on the head. He, too many close decisions. 
I think this is absurd, him being this bigger favorite. You're right, though. He's, I think he's the better fighter right now than Jim Miller. I think he has better cardio. I think his striking is better. I think Jim Miller has better ground game, but I don't think he's going to get it there. I think he's going to push the pace on Bobby Green. They're going to do a stand-up fight. And really, whoever's judging the fight is, is, is going to be the, 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 the deciding factor. This is not going to be a finish. This is going to go to the decision. Just looked it up. Jim Miller, by points, is plus 550. I'm that taking guy. that as well because <laughs> you got to. That's fifty fifty in a Bobby Green fight. You don't know who's fucking judging this. Jim Miller is is a is is going to be bleeding in the fight, right? So judges might look at that. But listen, plus five fifty decision went over Bobby Green. You're taking it. I'm taking Jim Miller at plus two twenty as well. I like the underdog play here. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that fight. And they made it short notice. So I know Bobby Green is is always in shape. I don't know if Jim Miller's in shape. Jim Miller's cardio has been a little suspect lately. Did you raise your hand like you're in grade yeah, school? What do you guys so say? What's the what's the um I don't want to cut you off, but I wanted you to know that I had a question for you. What's the prop that this goes the distance? Oh, it's 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 high. I think everyone's reading that. Um, I think I just I just looked at it. So will the fight go to the distance? Yes, minus two oh five, no plus one fifty four. Not yeah. too crazy. Over rounds, over one and a half, four thirty. That's that's giant. That's giant right there. So, um, I would I would probably stay away from. The, I would prop it by points. Bobby Green by points because that's the only way Bobby Green's gonna win this fight too. He's not finishing Jim Miller. Uh, method of victory. Bobby Green by points is a minus one twenty five. So, you're getting a better price than two seventy. But uh, I still think the the advantage is all crazy. Two seventy is just nuts. Yeah, it's 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 high. I'm, I think the advantage is on Jim Miller's side there. Okay, next up, next fight. We're chugging along here. A fight, a weird one to me. Kevin Gastelum, sixteen and six. He is a minus two forty five favorite. He is fighting Ian Heinish, who is fourteen and three plus one ninety four. Um, I leave the dance here. Listen, Kevin Gastelum's a guy who I think is incredibly talented. I think. He's lacked focus in the past. He's missed weight. He's coming out of shape. He's he, 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 there's something going on with him currently. I, I I hope that he's motivated. He's on a three fight skid. He had that absolute one of the best fights I've ever seen. Definitely the best fight I've ever seen live with uh, Israel Asani, who I think is the goat middleweight. Um, and then he's kind of falling off the face of the earth. He's lost some fights that he shouldn't have lost. The Darren Till fight was extremely close. He got caught by Jack Hermanson, which was which was ridiculous. Um, uh, Jack Hermanson is very good, but it was it was a sloppy effort in Kelvin. I, I saw no urgency to get out of that leg lock. And uh, yeah, he needs to rebound well here because Ian Heinish to me is not a player at 185. I know he's ranked, but this is a guy who was very average. Who is getting by on his physical attributes? He's very strong. He's got good cardio. Um, he's not great everywhere. His striking's average, right? He knocked out Jared Morskart. Big fucking deal. Um, his ground game is very average. I think this is a guy who who relies on his toughness, heart, and his story. This is a guy that blonde hair, blue eyed, fucking white dude that was sent the fucking hardcore prison for drugs. Like, there's gonna be a movie made on this guy. He doesn't see. He doesn't fit that model, right? Um, so that's why he's getting the push. I think he has fought some tough guys and maybe I am underselling Ian Heinish a little bit here. I do see some people I respect picking Heinish in this fight for the simple fact that Kelvin is on the skid. I'm going to go Kelvin though. I do think Kelvin's just a superior fighter. I think he's a better striker. I, I think he can prevent the fight from getting to the ground. I think he can take the fight to the ground if he wanted to. Um, I'm going to go Kelvin Gaslam here. I, I feel pretty confident in this pick. I've been on Kelvin Gaslam since this fight got announced. And uh, yeah, this is just maybe I'm a hater, Ian Heinrich guy. Maybe he'll make me eat my words, or maybe I'll be taking this to the bank because this is a fight I do plan on betting. Dev, Dev. 
So this is like, I'm just wondering at what point does Kelvin stop being able to hang on to the Israel Adesanya fight? Never. That fight was unreal. But it's like, is that, I think that might be the top of his mountain. I really think that might be the top of his mountain at this fucking point. Like he is a, he's a 170 pound fighter fighting at 185 because he can't get his shit together and, and fight at the proper weight class. You know, what's Um, funny. Hold on. His personal trainer is his girlfriend. That's why he's never in shape. The fuck his personal trainer is his fucking girlfriend. You're bullshit. I don't, I swear to God, they said it on the embedded, embedded one. He was working out, like tossing the medicine ball and pushing sleds and stuff. And they interview his personal trainer, and it's slat. It's said on the bottom, like personal trainer, or whatever for whatever sport slash girlfriend. She yeah, ain't making not, him. She ain't making him work. I mean, maybe in the bedroom, but she ain't making him work. Yeah, that's not good. That's no. not a good sign. No, it's and not. He, and like, that's just that's not a good sign for He's, a guy who has weight problems right he should be at 70 has misweighted 85 which i think is a complete joke because he's not a big guy and then his performances have lacked uh, as of late so it's um, weird like, yeah i just don't know who shows up i don't think that um ian heinish is a knockout threat to him and i don't think no. he's a submission threat to him um kelvin gaslam is super tough like he showed in the izzy fight Izzy didn't put him out. Izzy, he hurt Izzy a bunch of times. Izzy hurt him a bunch of times. It was a fucking back and forth war. Um, I just don't, it, it just is crazy to me that he's such a lackadaisical dude. Like he sometimes just doesn't give a fuck. I don't know if he's like not getting warmed up in the back. Like maybe he's the guy that needs to do one hard fucking round and break a sweat. And, you know, his first round in the octagon is his second round. He might be that guy. I don't know yeah. what he's doing. I don't know if he's warming up. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what he needs to do to really light a fire, but maybe there needs to be something more at stake on the line. Like is he fight with a belt or something? Mm-hmm. Um, because what, what happened with Jack Hermanson is he got put, he got put in a knee bar and he was tapping because his leg was going to get blown up before he even tried to escape. He was like, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. And he's just the same thing with the Darren Till fight. Like, but, Darren, Darren Till is an imposing guy, but like neither one of them are active. Why the fuck didn't? Why the like? Why, Calvin's scared of Darren Till. That's all it was, dude. He fucking just scared of. But that's guy. how he fought. Like just you, you had a war with a really good fucking fighter in Israel. Maybe that took it out of him. Maybe that war took more out of him than we know. Like, why Take kindish. Like, why didn't he stand in the pocket and go to work? I think if he fucking bites down and stands in the pocket, yeah. he can fucking knock out anyone. At yeah, I mean, dude, he fucking sl- – I mean, I know Bisping, it was Bisping's last fight, but that knockout of Bisping was fucking brutal. All right, so you're picking Ian Heinrich. Am I, am no, I getting that I'm right? going Gaslam, ah! too. I just don't think – I don't think Ian – it's make it or break it for Kelvin Gaslam. And if he loses this fight, I'll never fucking pick him again. I'll pick against him till forever. I just don't think Ian Heinrich can hurt him on the feet. Ian Heinish is a good scrambler, like against Shoeface. He was hitting he was hitting fucking Grammy rolls left and right. He's really athletic. Kelvin's athletic as well. Doesn't look like it, but I just don't know if Ian Heinish has the power to stand with him on the feet. And I don't think he's good enough to take him down and submit him. So it's either gonna be a Darren Till like fight or Kelvin Gaslam is gonna say, fuck it. 
and bite his mouthpiece down and yeah. hopefully throw down. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, the, the Darren Till fight was very close. Darren Till is is a guy that he wants to counter. He wants to draw you in. He wants to point fight you. Uh, Darren Till, I mean, he, he has knockouts, but, I mean, that's that's his, his ultimate game. He's He did it with Wonderboy. He did it with Robert, and he did it with Kelvin. He wants to draw you in, and, and he's going to play his game. Ian Heinrich is not the striker of Darren Till. I, I, I think Ian's going to come out. He's going to try to swing big, and uh, I think Kelvin's going to counter well off him. All right, all right co-main event. Kind of a weak co-main event. Macy Barber, minus 108, 8-1. She's the underdog here. Slight underdog versus Alexis Grasso, minus 132. She is 12-3. Dev, you lead the dance here. I already know who you're taking. You've already told me. So tell me why you're taking Grasso. Um, when, I, when I said Grasso, I, I immediately expected her to be like a 2-1 to one underdog, honestly, just because of the name for Macy Barber and all the hype that was surrounding her. I like activity, um, bro. I I'm very surprised that Macy Barber is the underdog here. Um, I think it's 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 a tough fight. Even to after because- coming off the big loss, she was a plus fucking – she was like an 800, million. 900 favorite, and Roxy beat her. Vegas can't trust her. Vegas lost a lot of money on that. They're like, nah, we ain't trusting this bitch. I- coming off a knee injury fairly quickly, being that young, fighting a solid girl. It's t- it's t- it's a tough one to pick. I'm – I like I said I was leaning Grosso. I've been leaning Grosso. I still think I'm going to lean Grosso, but there's certain things that worry me about about Alexa Grosso. Like she's got losses to like Carla Esparza and shit like that. And Cal- Carla Esparza is not a big, not a big intimidating fighter. And that's at 125. Um, Grosso is really good. I you know like the losses to Felisa Herrig also are worrisome. Those are the kind of losses that are fucking worrisome to me. Four years um, ago, though. Four years ago. You're right. Um, I think Grosso is, has been the nail in more fights than Barbara has. I think the first time Barbara's really ever been the nail outside of the J.J. Aldridge fight was against Roxy. Um, I think Macy Barber's problem is she's not as good as she really thinks she is. She's a fucking juggernaut in the octagon. She's gonna. She is going to try to impose her will and break women skid in their face. She hits hard for a 125 or she's a big, she's big. She's a big girl. She's athletic. I just don't think her striking is very technical. Um, I don't think, I don't think she's got really good footwork. Um, like in the JJ Aldridge fight, she, she was getting pieced up. She got hurt. Pretty sure she got dropped in the first round, came back and finished JJ Aldridge because JJ Aldridge crumbled. Um, I don't know if Alexa Grasso is going to crumble like that. I think Grasso can stay in her face um, I don't know if Grosso can get a finish, but I really think she can weather a small storm that that Barbara's going to have because she's going to come out and she's going to be imposing. She's going to try to be a brute. I think Grosso has the better footwork. I think she's a little more tough. Macy Barber's coming off of a big-time injury that she got in the in the Roxy fight. She hasn't fought in a year. Um, I just don't think she – she should have learned. She should have started learning from the J.J. Aldridge fight. And I think she just chalked it up to okay, I wasn't I wasn't all there, but I still won the fight. I don't think she went back and learned from that. I think the Roxy fight, she finally realized, hey, I got to start fucking switching some things up. Hey. I can't be, I can't lose fights like this. But I'm still gonna rock with Alexa Grosso. I don't love Macy Barber being the underdog. I swore up and down that Grosso would be the underdog. Um, and that's why I leaned her. But I'm still gonna go with Grosso. Um, 
I also don't like what Macy Barber did after that fight, like grabbing the mic. Yeah, you were upset. You were upset about that. That shit pissed me off, dude. Same thing in What's Her Face, dude, leaving the gloves in the octagon. (laughs) That shit pissed me off, too. Near picking Grasso. You told me that. I remember you telling me that. So, Macy Barber, all these shining stars in the UFC as of late, um, a lot of these shining stars in the UFC of late have uh, fallen short, right? The golden stars, and Macy Barber is the golden star at 125, right? She wants to break John Jones's record. So she has laid out, I'm going to win this fight, then go give me someone else, and then I'll fight for the title. And that's very possible at 125. 125 is very thin. They need contenders, and Macy Barber is a, a marketable girl who is athletic, who's exciting, who has a lot of finishes. All her wins come from finish besides one. So it's horrible in the Roxy fight, admittedly. But you know what? I I, I want to fade Macy so bad because of what she did with being that huge of a favorite, right? Roxanne Montefiore, since that fight, is like 500 or something. It's not like Roxy had this huge resurgence in her career. The only difference was that she she hired a strength and conditioning coach. And, and, and Macy blamed the knee, which I don't really think it's the knee. I think Macy just wasn't ready for a, a vet like Ma- Roxy yet. She looks incredible shape. I watched the embedded. She's training in the room. She looks in shape. She looks motivated. I think she knows how important this fight is. I think this is a great fight for her. Uh, Grasso has some ugly losses on her record, some submission losses. She's a great striker. I think she's going to really, really prevent the takedown. I think that's what she has to do. I'm going to go Macy. Just she's meaner. She's tougher. She's the underdog. Uh, Not really. I mean, she's definitely um, not the underdog in life, but she's definitely the underdog in this fight at plus 108. I actually like it by finish, too. I think Macy can get it done by finish. For her to win by KO, TKO is um, is plus 500. I like that. I think she's aggressive. I think she's got this craziness in her mind. And, and, and coming off this knee injury is scary. She might not look all that great. Physically, she looks great, but we don't know what she's going to look like in there. But I just I, – I like Macy Barber in this spot here. I like her as the underdog. I like her uh, – yeah, so let's go main event time. Big, big fight. Really, the only fight to pay for the pay-per-view. If you're going to pay for it, there's some really good fights in here, but this this is a great main event. Kamar Usman, 17 and 1. He is a minus 290 favorite. That number is coming down. I believe the last time I looked, he was in the 270 range. He's fighting Gilbert Burns. He is 19 and 4, I believe. He is a plus 225 underdog. Um, who went for yeah, Dev, you go or, or I go first. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, you went first last time. Um, everyone knows I'm an Usman guy. So let me, let me see the other. So 290, 225 is still the line on FanDuel. You can get them less elsewhere. The book I play is FanDuel. Everyone knows I'm an Usman guy. I love Usman. I, I've been on him since the, the, the Ultimate Fighter days, the Black Zillion days. I just saw something in his mental. I saw the way he prepared. Um, he's impressed me. Every single fight he does, he impresses me. Um, I know the Masvidal fight was a little lackluster, and everyone was propping Masvidal for taking that fight on short notice. Absolutely. People also got to give credit for Kamara for taking that fight. It's a dangerous fight. You know, Kamara had a broken nose in that fight leading up to it. And uh, it was a dangerous fight. And he went out there and, and gave a lackluster performance. But he won the fight. That's the most important thing. I think there's going to be some redemption here. These are two guys that have trained together um, over 200 rounds. They cornered each other. They're buddies. Um, and, and Kamara went and left. Uh, Henry Hoof is not going to be in Gilbert Burns' corner. And, and I think. Uh, I don't think Henry Hoof trained Burns for this fight, actually. And I think uh, out of respect of Usman, and Usman went and got one of the best trainers in the game and Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman, I think, is only going to make him more confident because he's a positive coach, only going to make him more confident in his hands. But Kamara's got it. The best thing Kamara does in MMA is mix it up. He's not the best boxer. 
His wrestling is really good. He's big for the division, but I don't think he's the best wrestler in the division. And um, I don't think his submissions, obviously, he's not going to submit anybody. I don't think he can get submitted. Or I, No, he can get submitted. I think he prepares himself not to get submitted. With Gilbert Burns, people were asking, well, what is he going to do? Is he, is he going to take the fight to the ground? Because Gilbert is world-class on the ground. Gilbert's knocking dudes out lately, right? Um, Kamaro, though, has this pressure that he puts on guys. And I went back and I watched Gilbert Burns fight Tyron Woodley for five rounds. And Tyron Woodley's not putting pressure on you, right? Gilbert Burns went all five rounds. He looked good. Um, his cardio was there. But you're not getting Tyron Woodley in five rounds here. You're getting um, you're getting a guy who's not going to slow down, who's going to be in your face for five rounds. This is going to be a very, very tough fight for Kamar Usman. Without a doubt, they both know each other really well. I've watched training footage of them. Uh, the stand-up was very competitive. I know it's just training. It's just practice. We're just talking about practice. But Kamar Usman's really got to fucking mix it up really well here. I think he can't be afraid to take him down. You can't. Uh, he went for no takedowns against Colby because I, I, I feel like he didn't know if he could. I think he needs, needs to be more confident in his game. I think he knows if he takes uh, Gilbert down, let him get back up. Don't play the jutsu game and just beat him up. Um, it's going to be an incredibly close fight. I'm obviously going Kamaru here. This is a guy that I was saying before you got on, there's not a lot of plays on this card that I'm a bet. Last week, I think I had like 11 bets. This week, I'm only going to maybe have four or five, and Kamaru is going to be one of them. He is He's a guy I'm going to go heavy on, even though he is pretty heavy at minus 290. Um, I like him that much. Dev, I, I actually don't know who you're picking. My guess was Burns, but we'll see. Go ahead. Floor's yours. So um, this is a – what I don't like is Henry Hill not coaching Gilbert Burns in this fight, even though even though I, I know he did it out of respect for Usman, but at the same time, Usman left your camp and went to Trevor Whitman. So I would argue that Trevor Whitman might be an even better striking coach and a better mental coach than Henry Hoof, even though Henry Hoof is absolutely amazing. Um, so it's like Kamara Usman went somewhere that I would – if I was an MMA fighter, I'd rather be fighting for Trevor Whitman. Correct. Um that's not a knock against Henry Hooft. I think Stanford MMA is great. I think Henry Hooft is amazing. Um, but I think that the way Trevor Whitman speaks to his fighters, I think the way mm-hmm. he can coach them is probably better than anyone. Yeah, that's my style. Hey. I wasn't a I'm not a drill sergeant guy. Like we had a quick little story. I had a, a guy come in off the street teaching it like can't literally was like a professional boxer he's like in his 50s right but he's a professional boxer he would come in and, and he would try to coach us up right and we would spar with him we work with him and he was very drill sergeanty and he would bring in guys from his we have no idea where he came from and eventually he he, he got ex, not escorted out but people police told him to leave but he was so drill sergeanty and it pisses me off that's why i mean i'm not brave enough to join any of the military so that's another reason but also i don't like being bossed around and i just not my style and Trevor Whitman is such like a sweetheart, like positive, motivating energy. Like if I was a professional fighter, I'm going to Colorado hundred percent. It's, it's not even because he can be drill sergeant. Like he's told Justin Gaethje, like, right. Yeah. Right. Like but it's, he knows how to talk. He to knows you how to get stern, which I appreciate. But like, if you're like that all the time, then I'm, I'm already done listening to you. He's not, he's, he's like a very, very, very mental guy. Like he knows how to talk to people. He knows how to talk to his fighters. He knows how to talk to them to get them to perform the best to the best of their abilities. Look what he's done to Rose Nama Yunus. Look what he's mm-hmm. done with Justin Gaethje. Mm-hmm. Like he's, I think Kamaro, um, obviously he's, his weakest point is his striking. I think he's great at mixing it up. I think 
he has very, very underrated footwork. He's really good at cutting off the cage. When people try to circle out on him and get on their bike, he's really, really good at cutting them off. Um, for a guy that it's really bizarre because a lot of people mostly will have good and fast hands, but not the best footwork. And it's just like the other way around for him. His hands aren't good. They're not bad, but they're not good. But his footwork's really good. He's really good at pressuring. He's really good at cutting angles. He's really good at cutting people off. Um, he's not a very straight puncher, even though he did drop Colby with this, with that straight, right? Um, a lot of his, a lot of his shots are looping punches. Um, I think his number one, I think if Kamara Usman was the size of Gilbert Burns, he would not be the welterweight champion. He uses his physicality. He is one of those guys that knows how to use his physicality and knows how to use it to its hundred percent full potential. The complete opposite of Stefan Struve using his size for length and you know mm-hmm. and range. I think Kamar Usman's number one number one asset, the thing he does the best is use his physicality. He's big and fucking strong. He knows he's strong. He's probably bigger than the I think the only dude that's bigger than him at 170 is Michelle Pajara. I think that's the only dude yeah. that's bigger than Usman. Yeah. Taller. For sure. Taller. Yeah, he's a big kid. Usman's got small legs though. It's really big upper body, but his legs, like I'm, I'm afraid that like Gilbert might start kicking those fucking casts. So he doesn't have casts. He doesn't have fucking casts. So his legs are very small. I think Gilbert Burns is the more explosive guy. Yeah, I think Gilbert Burns gets from zero to sixty faster than Kamar Usman. I think Kamar Usman's got more horsepower. I think Kamar Usman's got the better gas tank. I think Kamar Usman's got more durability. Um, I think Gilbert Burns has to finish him in this fight. If you watch the Colby Covington fight, Kamaru, even though he won by a knockout, yeah, anybody, say it again. Won by anybody else, anybody else that was that hit harder than Colby would have put would have put him out because he got stung a lot in that fight. A mm-hmm. lot of times he would get hit, and it wasn't where he would be on put on skates because Colby didn't hit him hard enough. But you know when dudes are, are you know they're in the middle of a striking exchange and they'll get hit. And they'll bite down and they'll, they'll like freeze up for a second and then they'll go again. Like he was getting touched and he would like stop for a second and he was like, oh, that one I didn't like. And he would go again. I think he's, I don't think he has the greatest striking defense. Um, Gilbert Burns really, really has to get in there and get nasty with him. Is like, he going to get nasty? He, Let's get a pick here because I got a question from the, uh, from the chat here for you. What's the question? The question is from Boy Christian Dev, what weighs more? You are the biggest fish you ever caught. Ooh, biggest fish I ever caught. Ah, yeah, right. Dude, would you catch a shark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, like, all right, all right, all right. Like thousand pound lemon shark. Um, so I'm pick I'm, You got? I'm. St- I didn't have a pick for this. Um, I knew you were going to Usman. I wanted to kind of see what we'd go different on. Green as um, Dev. Green as Dev. Who you got? I am going to play the underdog. As Ooh, um, I was hoping you did that. I was hoping you did that. It's a competitive fight. This is a fight where handicappers need to be split. The line, I feel like I get it. Kamaru's the undefeated champion. He hasn't lost in the UFC. Very dominating. Gilbert Burns, to me, I, I feel like his some of his wins were a little blah. Um, but uh, he's definitely deserving for the shot. Uh, yeah, we got to split. We got to really, split on it, dude. They, like, they know. These guys fucking know. Who's gotten the better of what in training? And I think I think Camaro knows it was him because he seems more confident and he's the champ, right? He could have been like, "No, let me fight fucking 
whoever again, right? He yeah. wanted this. This fight was made like two or three times. If if you like Rashad Evans knew that John was better, and Rashad ran from that fight until he couldn't run anymore. That's just facts, right? And Kamara's not running for this. Kamara's like, let's go, right? I bet you I've seen the videos of just what they showed us. It was very competitive, right? They weren't going full force. It was whatever. And I know Gilbert has talked about submitting Kamara before, which obviously is going to happen. Everyone gets tapped. But, yeah, I feel like the the advantage is on Kamara's side. I feel like he's – I feel like the early sense is he's getting the more confident. And Gilbert's just like, I'm not passing up a title shot. I could catch this guy. Fuck it. I don't have six. I don't have sixteen ounce gloves on in the cage. I got fucking four ounces. I can catch them. Yeah, I hit hard, and yeah. I know I hit. I, I, I mean, I know we both know that in the pocket in an exchange, that's Gilbert Burns' way to win this fight. Yeah. My question is, can Kamara Usman press him up against the cage, impose a clinch game? Because I want to see his cardio. I want to see Burns' cardio. That's what. The, that's my biggest biggest question here. Because Kamara doesn't fucking stop. I mean, he out he out cardio Colby. Colby was tired in that fifth round. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. He was he was tired. That pressure was too much, and, and Kamara just doesn't stop. Kamara, and what's crazy, what's what worries me more than anything too is when you watch the Tyron Woodley fight. There was moments where Gilbert would Tyron Woodley would flurry forward, and it's Tyron Woodley. He cracks everybody. He's got mm-hmm. big knockouts. He's got big power. You do have to evade. The, you have to evade those shots. Gilbert Burns doesn't really work at angles when he's fighting off his back foot. Trevor, if I notice it, Trevor Whitman's going to notice it. And if if Gilbert Burns walks straight up and lets his back touch the fence, he lost that round. All right. If if Kamara Usman is within striking range and Gilbert Burns back against the fence, Gilbert Burns lost that round. He's not getting finished there, but he lost that round, and that's what worries me. And if I pick that up, Trevor Whitman's picking that up, and it's. I'm, I'm on the fence with it. I'm still on the fence. Now you're already, you're already written now. We're already written now. We're moving on. Oh, what are your locks? Let's give you your locks. So obviously we can't have the same locks. I'll let you pick first. Do you want to go send them home, mortal or uh, underdog lock? Which one do you want to have the first pick at? Can you tell me my underdogs real quick? Uh, yeah, you got um, blah 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 blah. Excuse me. You got Gilbert Burns. You got um, Pollyanna. You got Phil Rowe. And that's it. Yep, that's it. Oh, it's between Pollyanna and Phil Rowe. Give me Phil Rowe. Phil Rowe as your underdog lock. Full disclosure, I had him written down as mine, but I assumed you were going to take that. I believe I said that pre-fight as well. So my underdog lock is going to be, let me play my little jingle so I can think of it. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. We do need more dogs. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, Macy Barber as my underdog lock. Oh, yeah. She was my backup. Uh, she's a small underdog lock. I'm gonna play her anyway. She was gonna fight. That was a fight that I was gonna play. I'm not overly confident in that, but I do like the small number next to her name. So we're gonna mortal lock. I'm gonna leave with my mortal lock because I think people know where I'm going with this. Motherfucking Kamar Usman, mortal lock. I think he puts a pace on Gilbert Burns. I think Gilbert Burns is gonna look really good in the early rounds, and then this is a fucking championship fight, baby. This is five rounds. He's gonna get pressured, 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 slow down. Um, I think Kamaru's gonna eventually take it over. 
I'm hoping Gilbert Burns does not have a really great leg kicking game because now that I mentioned it, I'm really worried about how skinny skinny Kamara's legs are and calf kicks are hot right now. Um, I'm gonna go Mortal Lock go uh, Kamara Usman for sure because that's a that's a fighter that I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna play him straight and I'm gonna do him on a parlay as well. So um, Kamara Usman Mortal Lock Dev Dev, who's your Mortal Lock, babe? So I guess you snuck that in perfectly because he's not yet a minus 300 i if he was if he was 500 i'd, I'd pick him in risk no, you, in risk mortal luck and in, lose a point yeah risk i'll risk a point on kamaro if he was a minus if he let me tell you if he gets up above 300 i'll honor the negative points that's how confident i am so at what point are people going to start saying about Kamara Usman the same things that they said about Khabib where he's too big compared to everybody else and he needs to move up? So At what point are they going to say that? I think after he beats Burns and then and one more guy. And then maybe if he fights Chimaev, if he ever gets there, maybe the rematch. Because Colby and, and George Jorge are going to be on the Ultimate Fighter. They're going to fight. The winner of that will fight um, Kamara eventually down the road. And then uh, I think he's going to have to fight Chimaev, Leon Edwards. And then once he cleans that out, then I think maybe 85 is, is his next step. Again, it's just his lower body is just not, not – I mean, it's, it's, his legs are skinny, dude. He 185, he's going to be very top-heavy. All right, Mortal Lock, who do you got? Uh, Mortal Lock, give me Rodolfo Vieira. All right, you're risking a point. Uh, wait, hold on. You're risking hold that on. point because he's 430. Just wanted to bring that to your attention. I think that's a good pick. He was going to be my send him home. So if you don't pick him as that, I'm picking him as a send him home. So you lose a point if he doesn't send him home then, right? Uh, I wasn't going to play that way, but we can. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I didn't didn't know. Just (laughs) because mortal lock is your best bet, right? You want to give your best bet out to people. So if you're picking very chalky things and they lose, you should be punished for that. Send him home is more of like a prop play, obviously. It's a shot. It's a shot. Yeah. It's a shot. Um. Fuck it. I'll risk the point, bro. There you go. Give it to yeah, me. I think it's a good risk. I think it's a good risk. Moral lock. All right. So it's only because want- I don't like Ricky Simone, dude. That's the only reason why. If I like Ricky okay. Simone, I would have picked him. So go ahead and give me your send him home. You get to pick first. Ooh, send him home. This or one's for get, Tim. Or get him out of here is, is my this new is jingle. Tim. Miranda Maverick. Miranda Maverick, send him home. Send him home. That's for Tim. Shout out to Virginia. Get him. That doesn't work because she's a female, but get him out of here. Send him home for Dev Tejada, and we're looking at Miranda Maverick. Full disclosure, she was my backup. I had Vieira as my center home. If he wasn't going to get it done, I was going to go Mav Maverick. Now I got to look at the board here. Send him home, send him home, send him home. Who am I going to pick? Send him home, send him home, send him home. (laughs) Send him home. Send him home early. Uh, Bilal Muhammad, Bilal Muhammad, send him home. God, so you think he's gonna finish? When does Bilal Muhammad finish? I think he, I think he's got some sneaky chokes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't love. I mean, Diego, uh, Diego uh, Lima's chinny as well. I'm gonna go Bilal Muhammad. I'm not. Listen, this is part of the game. I had to pick a send him home. I think if you're listening, right, and this is a gambling show, you're sent him home. Your props should go towards Vieira. It should go towards like a Miranda Maverick. I even love Macy Barber as a sent him home. Um, and then 
and then there's there's some and a lot of the other fights are kind of mixed up in the air. I'll do a prop show. But as far as the game, I'm gonna pick Bilal Muhammad. This is a bet I'm gonna make though. I I don't think he's gonna probably do that. And it's plus three hundred. Uh I like that. Uh, so I might do it. So maybe I'm gonna go back with my all right, Dad. That's it. It's getting late here, bud. I gotta go give the kids a bath and uh Ooh. fucking go get some sleep, man. Get some sleep. Work tomorrow. It's snowy here. All right, brother. Take care, man. What's the uh, weather like there before I let you go? It's fucking cold here. It's 19 degrees. Hold on. What is it? It is 22 degrees, and it was – we got nine inches of snow on Wednesday morning, and then we got another uh, four inches yesterday morning. So, yeah, not going great, but we're, we're, we're making it work, bud. All right? Hey, take care, man. All right, see you, bud. I'll see you. Uh, we'll talk in the fights. Yes, sir. Have a good one. See you, bud. Dev Tahada in the place. That was a long podcast, and I had fun doing it. I had real, I had a lot of fucking fun. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Um, fun stuff. Went over a lot on the card. Um, again, I'm gonna do the prop show tomorrow. We're gonna do the DFS fantasy tomorrow uh, with Timbo, the champ. Um, I like my card. We split on a few things here. Bobby Green, Jim Miller. I took the dog on that one. We split on Andre Yule, Chris Gutierrez. I think that should be a 50-50 fight. That's going to be that's gonna be a banger fight. Macy Grosso, I knew he was going to pick Grosso. He thought she was going to be the underdog. I can see why she's a favorite here. I uh, I locked up Macy. I think Macy's going to rebound well here, and then I'm all in on Kamaro. Everyone knows Kamaro's my guy. I am all in on Kamaro Usman. All right, that's the show, baby. Uh, thanks for listening. Went a little long, and uh, yeah, we're going to be uh, – we're going to be here for the fights, uh, uh, Twitter, MMA Takes Podcast, on Twitter, on YouTube, on IG. Everything's MMA Takes Podcast. Go rate and review. Go subscribe. Go do all that shit. Let go. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Let's go. Woo! 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 Come on, baby. Woo! Hey, little pal, we don't want to kill Come on, motherfucker, back. Come on. Escort this gentleman to the door. Come on. Do you see that shit? He's real good. The name is Dollar.